reading of the wonderful word of the Lord today. Amen. We're reading about this uh, uh, missions team and their, their incredible uh, work and labor. Nita, thank you so much for leading this team. What a blessing. We appreciate you very, very much. Amen. Let's look in the book of Psalms 100 this morning. The book of Psalms 100. A very familiar psalm. Psalm 100 began with verse 1. It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Look at verse 4 for our text this morning. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Father, we are just so grateful and thankful to you for incredible blessing upon all of our lives. Father, we just pray your anointing will enable and empower us to deliver the word of God that you have laid upon our heart today. Father, help us, Lord, to put into practice the word that we receive today. And all of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, one day before Thanksgiving, there was an older gentleman from Phoenix that called his son in New York and he said to his son, he said, son, I hate to spoil your holiday, but I got to tell you that me and your mother are getting a divorce. I want you to call your sister in Chicago and inform her. Well, the son was frantic. He couldn't believe what his father had said. So he calls his sister in, and he tells his sister, he says, dad, just call me and tell me that, that, that he and mom are getting a divorce. His sister said, there ain't no way. There ain't no way that's happening. They've been married for all these years. It ain't happening. I'm going to take care of this. She gets on the phone. She calls her daddy in Phoenix. And she says, you and mom will not be getting a divorce. And she said, don't you do one thing until I get there. She said, I'm going to call my brother back. And we will both be there tomorrow. Don't do anything until we get there. The old fellow hung up the phone. Turned to his wife and said, honey, both of our kids will be home for Thanksgiving. And they're paying their own airfare. I don't know about you this morning. This is my favorite time of the year. My favorite. I, I love the weather. I love the weather. I love the changing of the colors on the trees. Hey, I lived in West Texas for 21 years. I, I just love the trees. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite, if not the favorite time of the year. I love what it represents. Now, I understand that I have more than my share of faults. And no amens, please. I understand that I have more than my share of faults, but ungratefulness is not one of them. I am truly a very thankful person. I believe that God has been so much better to me than I deserve. And for years now, I seldom let a day go by, but what I thank God for is abundant blessing upon my life. 
I don't understand people that say, well, I, I could never pray an hour or I could never pray 30 minutes. Uh, you know, how in the world is anybody? You know what? I could hardly get 30 minutes by just by thanking and praising God for his incredible blessing upon my life. As I was wrestling with a topic for this sermon today, I thought, you know, it's been seven years nearly. I've been your pastor. It's been seven Thanksgivings. Maybe, maybe this year I ought to pass on a Thanksgiving sermon. Especially knowing that there's absolutely nothing new that I have to say this morning about being thankful. And yet it's such an important subject that I just could not skip over it. The sermon this morning is not meant to enlighten you or some new truth, but simply to remind you and remind me and to remind all of us, oh, how important that it is to be thankful. So real quickly this morning, let me just suggest five things about thanksgiving. Let's talk about, number one, the request of thanksgiving. The request. You know, nobody likes to be taken for granted. Not even God. Not even God. You know, it's just common courtesy to say thank you. I I don't know about you, but my mom and dad taught me to say please and thank you. And it's just, it's just second nature. It's just, you know, it's just common courtesy to say thank you. But I under, I wonder this morning, why is it that, that, that we think absolutely nothing of it to say thank you to a waiter that brings our food? We think nothing of it to say thank you to someone who holds the door open for us. Or thank you to somebody that lets us cut in line. Often we say thank you to people that that we don't even know. We've never met them and perhaps we'll never ever see them ever again. How it's easy for us to say thank you to those people and yet we neglect to say thank you to the people that we're supposed to love the most. By the way, how long has it been since you said thank you to your spouse for a home-cooked meal? Or for help with the dishes. Or for being a good husband or being a good wife or being a good father or or being a good mother to your kids. My wife is awesome. She's such a good mother to our children. Such a wonderful grandma to our our little granddaughters. She's an incredible daughter-in-law. My mom and dad love her more. They love me. She's a wonderful daughter. She calls her mother nearly every single day. And what an asset she is to my ministry. Thank you, honey. Thank you for who you are and for what you do. As I said a moment ago, nobody likes to be taken for granted. Not even God. Psalm 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Oh, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, the model of prayer that Jesus gave began with thanksgiving. Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus said, begin your prayer with praise and thanksgiving. Paul said in Philippians 4 and 6, don't worry about anything, but, oh, pray about everything with supplication, which means humble request and thanksgiving. Oh, we've got the supplication down pretty good, but we lack so much in the thanksgiving parts. Friend, thanksgiving is critical in getting our prayers 
answered. You see, nobody likes to, oh, nobody likes someone to, to ask them for something else when they haven't even said thank you for the last thing you did for them. Not even God. But I not only want to talk about the request of thanksgiving, let's talk a little bit this morning about the realm, the realm of thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Paul says here that it is the will of God for us to practice thanksgiving in everything. That means we ought to be thankful in good times, but it also means we ought to be thankful in bad times. We ought to be thankful when we are on top of the world, but we also ought to be thankful when the world is on top of us. You see, instead of just making a list of what we are thankful for, try thinking of something that you ought not be thankful for. Can you think of anything that you shouldn't be thankful for? You know, the older that I get, the more I realize that not only am I thankful to God for the doors that He has opened for me, but I am equally grateful for the doors He has closed for me. I'm not just thankful for the times that God said yes when I prayed, but I am becoming equally grateful for the times that He loved me enough that He said no. Oh, I thought I knew what I wanted. I thought I knew what would be best for my life. God said, you're way off, Junior. <laughs> ah, you don't have a clue what you are asking for. <laughs> oh, I love you too much to give you that. I love you too much to say yes to that. I've got a lot better plan than that. Romans 8 and 26, oh, the living Bible says, we don't even know what to pray for. And because we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit prays for us. And the Heavenly Father understands the Holy Spirit. And He prays for us in harmony with with God's own will. Talking about Thanksgiving this morning. Thank God. Amen. Five things. The request, the realm. Number three, let's talk about the reflection of Thanksgiving. The reflection. Now, I, I'm not suggesting that you go through life looking in the rearview mirror. And yet it's often very helpful to pause from time to time and reflect on past Blessings. Oh, the old hymn of the church said it well. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Friend, can you remember when you said, if I only had this? Can you remember when you said, if only I had that? <laughs> I'd be happy. Oh, if I only got this promotion. Oh, if only I could get to this position. <laughs> I'd be happy. Oh, oh, if I could only reach this level of sales. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome, incredible. Oh, I'd be so happy. Oh, if I could only reach this quota, I'd be happy. Oh, remember back. Remember when? Oh, if only I were married. If I could only be married. Oh, I know I'd be happy. Only I had kids. Oh, that's what I'm missing. I'm missing out on children. If only, only we had kids. Oh, if only we had grandchildren. Oh, if only I made more money. You see, most people today are at that place that they wished for five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. Listen, friend, you wanted it. You prayed for it. You, uh, oh, you pursued it. Now be grateful for it. You see, why should God give you something else when you haven't even thanked Him for the blessing of the past? 
Too many of us are like the little girl. Her grandmother handed her a bowl of ice cream. And the little girl's mother said to her little daughter, What do you say to grandma? And the little girl handed the bowl of ice cream back to grandma and said, Put some chocolate on it. You see, Americans are taught to be ungrateful. We're taught to be uh, dissatisfied. We're taught to covet. We're all taught to always be wanting something that we don't have. You see, a car salesman can't sell you a car if you're satisfied with the one you've got. And the realtor can't sell you a bigger and better home if you love the one that you're in. And the electronics store can't sell you the latest and the greatest if you think what you have is efficient. Satan is the greatest marketer of all. He's a genius at marketing his wares. And this is why we must constantly reflect upon the goodness of God in our life. And friend, all we have to do is look around just a little bit and see how that we are blessed more than most people. And even if we are struggling, but compared with the way people live in most parts of the world, we are abundantly blessed. In fact, most of us are wealthy today compared to the rest of the world. The fourth thing I want to talk about this morning is the resistance of thanksgiving. There's two things that cause people to be resistant to thanksgiving. And the first one is pity. Oh, what do I have to be thankful for? Do you know about my situation? Do you know what I'm going through? What do I have to be thankful for? And maybe things are not perfect for them. Maybe they do have their struggles. But just as I said just a moment ago, if they would simply look around, oh, and especially if they knew what was going on in the other parts of the world, they would see that they are actually rich and wealthy and blessed beyond compared. Oh, like the old saying, I once complained because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. In the cartoon, Charlie Brown, Charles Schultz pictured Charlie bringing out Snoopy, uh, the dog, bringing out his dinner on Thanksgiving Day. Snoopy takes a look at the dog food and says, this isn't fair. The rest of the world is eating turkey and dressing and pumpkin pie. And all I get is this same old dog food I get every single day. Snoopy stands there and stares at his food. And then he says, I guess it could be worse. I could have been born a turkey (laughs) instead of a dog. Two things cause people to be resistant to Thanksgiving. The first one is pity. The second one is pride. Pride. Henry Ward Beecher said, pride slays Thanksgiving. A proud person, he said, is simply, or excuse me, a, a proud person is seldom grateful. He never thinks that he gets as much as he deserves. A prideful man had the following bumper sticker on his car. I couldn't have done it without me. <laughs> Proverbs 16 and 18 says that pride precedes destruction and a haughty spirit precedes a fall. 
Somebody said it well. Pride is the only disease that makes everybody sick except the one who has it. I love what Smith Wigglesworth said. Smith Wigglesworth, that great evangelist of years ago, was standing at the front of the pulpit after preaching. Somebody came up to him and said, Fantastic sermon! That was one of the greatest sermons that's ever been preached. Smith Wigglesworth said, I know the devil's already told me. Think about it. Perhaps pride is, is our greatest enemy. You see, because of pride, we accept praise for our success. And because of pride, we fail to own our failures. Wow. Five things about Thanksgiving. We're talking about the request, the realm, the reflection, the resistance. The fifth thing this morning, let's talk about the result of Thanksgiving. Thankful people are happy people. Happy people. You see, people who take their blessings for granted are are usually very unhappy people. You see, most unhappy people, they're not unhappy because they didn't get what they wanted. They are unhappy because they don't appreciate what they received. It's an old story, but I love it. The old story about the man that decided to sell his house. And he called in the realtor to market his house. And of course the realtor wrote up a description of the man's house. And after reading the description of his own house, the man said to the realtor, I'm sorry I've wasted your time, but this house is not for sale. He said, I never realized it until you described it. But this house is what I have always wanted. I already have what I've always wanted. I just didn't know it. Perhaps you're here today and you already have what you've always wanted. The problem is you don't know it. The problem is you don't fully appreciate what you have. I'll never forget a man in my church years ago had an affair divorced his wife married the woman that he had the affair with not long after he said preacher I messed up I gave up far more than what I got I made a bad deal Maybe that's you this morning and the fact that you already have everything that you've ever wanted. You just don't know it. You just don't fully appreciate what you have. These eight people that stood before us this morning appreciate what they have a whole lot more than they did two weeks ago. The sad thing about it is... In about six months, they'll forget again. That's why they need to go back and be reminded. I'm not pointing a finger at them. I'm just telling you, that's human nature. Come on, I'm not being, I'm just telling you. 
True thankfulness will result in happiness and contentment. So simply stop focusing upon what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have this morning. Amen. Wow. I did that 40-minute sermon in 20 minutes. Amen. Stand with me this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I want us to finish this little message this morning. It's simply a little Thanksgiving reminder. It's nothing new. We need to be reminded, don't we? But I want to finish by reading our text one more time this morning. Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and, we, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Father, we are so grateful today. We are so thankful today for your incredible blessing upon our life. And I know that there's a lot of people here today and we're all at different places in our lives. But Lord, the poorest among us today is still rich compared to more than half of this entire world. Father, forgive us for taking your blessing for granted. Father, forgive us for grumbling and complaining because our plate full of food is cold. And someone else doesn't even have a cup of rice. It's not our intention, Father, to heap condemnation upon the people today. It's just, it's just our intention to, uh, intention to remind all of us of the goodness of God, the blessing of God. And that we will constantly come before your presence with thanksgiving and with praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you for coming today. If you're a guest, please go by the Welcome Center on your way out on the left.